This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from all world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has Shall be thy throne. 
forth to live, O Christ, for Thee alone. Living for Jesus, who died in my place, daring on Calvary in my sin and disgrace. Such love constrains me to answer his call, follow his leading, and give him my all. Oh, Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to thee, for thou in thine atonement didst give thyself to me. shall be thy throne my life I give henceforth to live O Christ for thee alone living for Jesus wherever I am doing each duty in his holy Willing to suffer affliction or loss, deeming each trial a part of my cross. O Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to Thee, for Thou in Thine atonement didst give thyself for me. I own no other master, my heart shall be thy throne. My life I give henceforth to live, O Christ, for thee alone. Living for Jesus, Seeking the lost ones he died to redeem, bringing the weary to find rest in him. O Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to thee, for thou in it's give thyself for me. I own no other master. My heart shall be thy throne. My life I give henceforth to live. O Christ, for thee Well, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we start Lent, I, or in, kind of in the middle of it, I'd like to share some advice for Lent in the words of Pope Francis. 
Fast from hurting words and say kind words. Fast from sadness and be filled with gratitude. Fast from anger and be filled with patience. Fast from pessimism and be filled with hope. Fast from worries and trust in God. Fast from complaints and contemplate simplicity. Fast from pressures and be prayerful. Fast from bitterness and fill your heart with joy. Fast from selfishness and be compassionate to others. Fast from grudges and be reconciled. Fast from words and be silent so you can listen. We'll go through the call of worship. Teacher, or teach us your way, O God, so that we might walk in your truth. We give thanks to God with our whole heart. We will glorify God's name forever. Well, welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tagg, our musicians and readers. And, of course, we want to thank Isaac Christensen, our recording engineer. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio. 93.1 FM, and it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Michelle Eckert. We thank her. She's been one that has been involved with this broadcast, Jim says, from the beginning. And she lives a little ways away from here, so we're really thankful for her help. We also want to thank WPCA for their, this broadcast. Announcements, uh, one thing that uh, Debbie had mentioned to me today, that maybe there's some songs that you would like to have them sing, and you can contact again the NUIC Parish office and just let us know, and we'd be glad to try to get them incorporated in the worship. Next Wednesday at on March 6th, at Trinity, we'll be having our Lenten service, a five o'clock supper, and a 6.15 worship. And Sunday on March 10th, we again will be at Trinity at 9.30. And you are welcome to uh, join us in these worship services. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. Now you may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross, 
and to make a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship. We also will be serving communion, so if you have wine or grape juice or bread, you want to get that ready at this time. And you may also want to have a Bible and read along with the lessons. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God and to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit our breath of life. Now let us continue with the confession and forgiveness of sin. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of love, when we look inward and are honest with ourselves, we see where we have lived as though you are not our God. We have sought our own gain rather than the good of all. We have not loved you or our neighbors as ourselves. We have betrayed and denied you in what we have done and not done. Oh, create in us clean hearts, O God, that we might become what you have called us to be. God, whose unfathomable love went to the cross for our sake, now forgives us all our sins and welcomes us all again into the promise of eternal life in Christ's name. We'd like to now continue with our gathering songs. Yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. Each victory will help you, some other to win. Fight to the flee onward, dark passions subdue. Ever to Jesus, He will carry you through. Ask the Savior to help you, comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you through. Shun evil compassion. Faith we will conquer, though 
He'll carry you through Ask the Savior to help you Comfort, strengthen, and keep you He is willing to aid you He will carry you through Yes, He is willing to aid you He When upon life's pillows you are tempest-tossed When you are discouraged thinking all is lost Count your many blessings, name them one by one And it will surprise you what the Lord has done Count your blessings, name them one See what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy? You are called to bear. Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath blessings them one by one count your many blessings see what God has done when you look at others with their lands and gold think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold Count your many blessings money cannot buy Your reward in heaven or your home on high Count your blessings, name them one by one Count your blessings, see what God has done Count your blessings Name them one by one Count your many blessings See what God has done So amid the conflict Whether great or small Do not be discouraged God is over all Count your many blessings, angels will attend Help and comfort give you till your journey's end Count your blessings, name them one by one 
your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. We continue with the litany. God planted a vineyard and equipped it with everything, yet needed to bear wonderful fruit. God puts us in charge of the vineyard to tend and nourish the growing plants. Our children, our friends, our neighbors, our communities, these are the vines. We too are vines to be stewarded by others. We must always remember that none of us owns the vineyard. We must always serve one another in mutual love, respect, and a genuine desire for the other's flourishing. So that when God returns to the vineyard, God will find all God's children whole and healthy and rejoicing in God's goodness. Continue with the prayer of the day. Gracious God, you created all that is, and everything is indelibly stamped with your holy signature. Make us to be careful stewards of all you entrust to us, that we might return it to you joyfully, knowing we have done our best to care for and keep it out of love for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our first reading today comes from the 86th Psalm, chapters 8 through 13. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and bow down before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart to revere your name. I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever. For great is your steadfast love towards me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of shale. Here ends the first reading. This morning for the children's sermon, I want to share, uh, probably for adults as much as for kids, but maybe it helps kids understand why they are who they are, and for us parents to understand maybe why kids don't always act the way we want them to. Children learn what they live. If children live with criticism, they learn to condemn. If children live with hostility, they learn to fight. If children live with fear, they learn to be apprehensive. If children live with pity, they learn to feel sorry for themselves. If children live with ridicule, they learn to be shy. If children live with jealousy, they learn what envy is. If children live with shame, they learn to feel guilty. If children live with tolerance, they learn to be patient. If children live with encouragement, they learn to be confident. If children live with praise, they learn to appreciate. If children live with approval, they learn to like themselves. If children live with acceptance, they learn to find love in the world. If children live with recognition, they learn to have a goal. If children live with sharing, they learn to be generous. If children live with honesty and fairness, 
they learn what truth and justice are. And if children live with security, they learn to have faith in themselves and those around them. If children live with friendliness, they learn that the world is a nice place to, in which to live. If children live with serenity, they learn to have peace of mind. With what are your children living? Well, it's always a reminder that how we live makes a difference for each of the kids in our world and how it can make a difference in how they grow up. And, and let's face it, all of us probably at some points have done all the things that are mentioned there, both the good and the bad. But you children know that you are precious and we want to live and do what is right by you. Yours is the kingdom of God and we have nothing to do but to share this God who loves you so much. Thank you for being in our worship and being involved with the church. You help us learn and to grow. Amen. Lord, let my heart be good soil, open to the seed of your word. Lord, let my heart be good soil, where love can grow and peace is understood. When my heart is hard, breaks a stone away. When my heart is cold, warm it with the day. When my heart is lost, lead me on your way. Lord, let my heart, Lord, let my heart, Lord, let my heart be good soil. The Holy Gospel today according to Mark chapter 12, verses 1 through 17. Glory to you, O Lord. Then he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to his tenants and went to another country. When the season came, he sent a slave to the tenants to collect from them his share of the produce of the vineyard. But they seized him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And again, he sent another slave to them. This one they beat over the head and insulted. Then he sent another, and that one they killed. And so it was with many others. Some they beat, and others they killed. He still had one other, a beloved son. Finally he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But the, but the tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they seized him, killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this, this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. When they realized that he had told this parable against them, they wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowd. So they left him and went away. Then they sent him some Pharisees, some Herodians, to trap him in what he said. And they came to him and said, Teacher, 
We know that you are sincere. You show deference to no one. You do not regard people with partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? Should we pay them or should we not? But knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why are you putting me to the test? Bring me a coin and let me see it. And they brought one. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Jesus said to them, Give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were utterly amazed at him. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I have to admit, uh, this is a tough scripture lesson. I've struggled all week with it, and uh, I hope what I have to say is helpful. But I have to admit it, uh, I'm relying on some others to help me. And uh, so bear with me as we go through this text again. In some ways, it's a very uh, clear-cut text, and in some others, it pushes us in some areas that might be difficult. I'd like to read from the narrative, because they did a nice job in dealing with these two stories. The main idea is God's economy. Stewardship is more important than ownership. In other words, our charge is more important than our being in charge. The question the Pharisees and the Herodians asked Jesus in the second half of this text seemed a little funny at first. Why would they care what he thought about taxes? Well, the short answer is because they are trying to trick him into saying something, incriminating, no matter how he responds. If Jesus says it is unlawful to pay taxes to the emperor, Ordinary people who live in oppression under Roman rule will resent him and turn against him. And if he says it isn't lawful to pay taxes to the emperor, he risks being accused of treason. It would seem here that Jesus can't win. In this exchange and in the parable Jesus tells about the vineyard owner, one central question is looming. Who's really in charge here? The tenants in the parable assume that they are in charge. They decide that they are entitled to both the people and the production of the vineyard, going so far as to kill in the name of wealth. The, crowd around, the crowds around Jesus assume that it is Caesar who is in charge. The rhetorical framework they impose on Jesus puts Caesar in the seat of power, no matter how Jesus responds to the question at hand. But by refusing to answer the Pharisees and the Herodians directly, Jesus subverts everything they're implying and cleverly reorients the crowd to his own rhetorical framework, a framework where the only true authority we can know and recognize is God, a framework that paints us as beloved children, the hands and feet of God's love in the world and the builders of God's kingdom. In Jesus' framework, we do not own God's kingdom because we don't need to. We are not in charge of God's kingdom because that's not our call in a life of faith. God wants us to tap into God's power 
and to be transformed by it, to share it, to use it to secure safety and justice and thriving for everyone in our community. If we get bogged down or distracted by trying to own God's kingdom, our attention and our intentions will stray and make it impossible for us to execute power in the way God envisions. Ironically, we get too focused on power. We'll end up either sabotaging it, like the vineyard tenants, or cutting ourselves off from it, like Caesar's followers. Who do you walk around assuming runs your day? Who informs your values and shapes your behavior? Whose image is in your pockets? Whose opinion matters most to you and whose worldview do you hold in the highest esteem? The Holy Spirit is telling us today that if we can't answer any of those questions with God, we are running the risk of misunderstanding confusing and misusing the precious power of God that we are called to steward every day. So in summary, Jesus' authority is challenged. In response, Jesus tells his challengers a story about a vineyard and uses a common coin to issue a challenge of his own. Who do we work for? Who do we work for in the kingdom? Some would say it's a pastor. Or I remember one youth director in particular that came out to camp. He was highly successful in getting kids to come to camp and to his programs. But he was terribly, terribly influential to the extent that it was, when he would talk, it was always my kids. In fact, one of the kids uh, had gone home to talk to his parents about things and told the parents that they were wrong because the youth director was right. And he did it again and again. And at times would separate the kids from their parents even, asking for their devotion to him. We see that in other parts of our world though too, don't we? We see political people who demand our allegiance and our loyalty at the same time that they're claiming to be Christian they are moving us farther and farther from the kingdom as they talk about how they are the answer and I don't care wherever that happens it is wrong stewardship of farmers of teachers of kids Wall Street, all these places, we need to understand that that's our job and not to own anything and everything, to build power, but to give, to share. Taking the life of Jesus as an example, even though we will hear over and over again from people, it's not practical, it's not real. But Jesus makes that story to us over and over again. And here again, he talks about it. Now, politics and religion or faith, people get all uptight when we talk about that. But sometimes we get confused about what that means. It doesn't mean that you have to vote Republican or Democrat. It doesn't mean that we take uh, and tell 
what you have to, how you have to vote. That's not our job. But what we do deal with all the time, and it happens in the scriptures over and over again, if you look at the Old Testament, you see Moses going to Pharaoh. You see Esther going to her husband to save her people. You see time and again that they talked about issues of freedom, of justice, of love and care, of mercy and protecting and granting freedoms to those who come into our country and those who, uh, even our enemies, we are told to love them. You see, we have a job to do to talk about what is important in our world, what is important in the kingdom of God. And anytime we put anything above that, we are in trouble. Our relationships need to have compassion and love. There needs to be truth spoken. We need to speak out against things like racism and other stuff that just don't tie into the kingdom of God. Even the, in this story, the gospel story, it's interesting how they talk about Jesus not showing any partiality. Now, granted, they were trying to set him up, but he took it and made it move as we should in God's kingdom, where we show no partiality, where we redeem that which was lost, that we help that which is broken. We take care of those who are hurting. I want to close with a story uh, that you've heard probably many times. It's the touch of the master's hand. Because in it, it talks about how we, we are the ones who are battered and scarred. But the master can use us in such a beautiful way. "'Twas battered and scarred, and the auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to waste much time on the old violin. But he held it up with a smile. "'What am I bidding, good folks?' he tried. He cried. "'Who'll start the bidding for me? "'A dollar, a dollar, then two, only two? Two dollars, and who'll make it three? Three dollars once, three dollars twice, going for three? But no, from the room... Far back, a gray-haired man came forward and picked up the bow. Then wiping the dust from the old violin, tightening the loose strings, he played a melody pure and sweet as a caroling angel sings. The music ceased, and the auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, said, what am I bid for the old violin? And he held up with the bow, a thousand dollars, and who'll make it two? Two thousand, and who'll make it three? Three thousand, once, three thousand, twice, and going and gone, said he. The people cheered, but some of them cried. We do not quite understand what changed its worth. Swift came the reply, the touch of a master's hand. And many a man with life out of tune and battered and scarred with sin is auction cheap to the thoughtless crowd, much like the old violin. A mess of pottage, a glass of wine, a game, and he travels on. 
He is going once and going twice. He's going and almost gone. But the master comes and the foolish crowd never can quite understand the worth of a soul and the change that's wrought by the touch of the master's hand. It's why we are in the kingdom of God, what God has done, what God has created, what God has renewed, and how his touch has changed us. I would pray for the people who were the vineyard, who were the ones who hated and held wealth up as the goal. They even killed Jesus. But Jesus' love came back stronger through the resurrection and his death that paid for our sins to help us to become new, to be worth all that God intends. May we be good stewards of the message that he has given us. Amen. We give thee but thine own, whate'er the gift may be. All that we have is thine alone, I trust the Lord from May we thy bounties thus as stewards to receive, and gladly as thou blessest us to thee our first fruits give. The captive to release, to God the lost to to teach the way of life and peace, it is a Christ-like thing. And we believe thy word, through dim our faith may be, whate'er we do for thine, O Lord, we do. Let us share our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Jesus' grace. As we walk together through this season of contemplation and preparation, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. <clears throat> Holy God, you have entrusted us with the care of all that you have made. Keep us ever mindful that nothing we have is our own, that we might be wise and loving stewards of your creation. God of the journey, in mercy hear our prayer. Every hill and valley, every plant and tree, every bird and fish belong to you, O God. May we work diligently for the protection and preservation of the awesome natural world you created. God of the journey, in mercy hear our prayer. Remind leaders at every level that they are to be careful stewards of the people and resources under their authority, and hold them accountable to those they serve. God of the journey, in mercy hear our prayer. We are all charged with the loving care of those in our lives who face physical or emotional challenges, especially Cheryl Flatten, Dave Rosenbush, Paige Wellner, Mary Greiser, Jocelyn Burdick, Kelsey Zamuda, Ron Lee, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Helen Erickson, Ron Wilson, Scott Morgan, Jim Curtis, Ida Martinson, Randy Goglin, Helen Jorgensen, Shirley Lands, Dean Muse, Vern Lee, Jean Hoisington, Haylin Hoisington, Pete and Diane Fall, Clara Girish, and Deb. Make our arms extension of your own and bring healing and wholeness through us and all those who provide professional care. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. We each play a role in the global systems that can either create staggering injustices or work for lasting cooperative change for the better. Keep us mindful of how our individual actions can have far-reaching effects, that we might make wise and loving choices in all we do. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. We praise you for all the good stewards who have come before us, caring deeply for us, for your church, their communities, and the world. Inspire us to do likewise, that your church might flourish in the world until the end of time. God of the journey, in mercy hear our prayer. Confident that you walk alongside us in our need, we lift to you all our prayers, spoken and unspoken, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. <clears throat> As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish. 
your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son to be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. When the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Do this as often as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you a favor and grant you peace. Amen. While the world looks upon me as I struggle along, they say I have nothing, but they are so wrong. In my heart, I'm rejoicing, how I wish they could see. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. For there's a room up above me I've a good place to sleep There's food on my table And shoes on my feet You gave me your love, Lord And a fine family Thank you, Lord For your blessings on me 
Well, you know, I'm not wealthy. These clothes, they're not new. I don't have much money, but Lord, I have you. And to me, that's all that matters, though the world may not see. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. For there's a roof up above me, I've a good place to sleep. There's food on my table and shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Yes, thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. My Jesus, I love thee. I If ever I love thee, my Jesus is now. I love thee because thou hast first loved Thank you for listening to A Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches our small-town churches in Amor, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. If ever I love thee, my Jesus is now.